0: All Warrior Radio Network. Saturday afternoon to you, or whenever you listen to this. I'm Mike McNamara, and um, because of uh, breaking events around the world, historic events, um, all inspired by the courage of the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian people, um, I got the Mensa brothers together, and uh, we're going to talk about you know news that is as it is broken with the, in the last. 24 to 48 hours. So without further ado, um, joining me right now are my friends, Mensa brothers, Will, Tim, uh, Will Costantini, Tim Lynch, and Jeff Kenny. Here they are. This is a, uh, special Sunday edition of, uh, All Marine Radio and, uh, Uh, Until further notice, we'll uh, try to join you every day and and give you a little bit of uh, operations and uh, I don't know if intelligence is the right word, uh, but just uh, open sources or open source things that we see and uh, we'll give you our thoughts on what makes sense to us and and like we did during the Neo in uh, Kabul, but uh, what makes sense to us and then what doesn't make sense to us and then what, what uh, what we're interested in relative to the next 24 hours. Uh, Joining me from Florida, right? Two-thirds of the earth is covered by water. Jeff Kenney covers the other third between Las Vegas, Southern California, and now Florida. Jeff, uh, Jeffrey, what takes you to Florida, my friend?
1: My mother's birthday is day after tomorrow, and so I try to be out here for my mom's birthday. That's I'm out here with my mom.
0: That's a good son.
1: Great. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, she's going to be 88. Uh, I got my aunt Carol and my mom's brother, Vinny, who are the last of the two DePasquale, uh, kids out of 11. Um, they're like roughly in the middle of the 11 and, uh, the, uh, my brother's coming tomorrow. So it'll be good.
0: Where's, uh, no older brother, younger brother.
1: I'm the oldest. It's my younger brother, Kevin.
0: Kevin. And where's Kevin live?
1: Kevin lives in Connecticut. He's a respiratory therapist at Harvard Hospital, and he went through that um, holocaust, I guess you'd say, of all the people uh, oh. dying in, uh, during the uh, COVID there when they were sending people back to nursing homes and all that. So he's been going through that, and, uh, but he's been doing good. You know, his—I uh, think his wife has COVID right now, but she appears to be,
2: you know, handling
1: little okay. So, but he'll be down here tomorrow, and uh, you know, I got to kind of jockey things around and go. I'll go get them and everything. But uh, yeah, it's good. You know, kinda of muggy, but you know, that's the way it goes in Florida.
0: Now you and will, will will joins us, uh Will spanning the globe like Wide World of Sports, but only Kansas to Florida and back to Kansas. And so um Will, uh you were at the track yesterday. Um I was. And when you wrote we just won the exact thirty four you wrote thirty four dollars I thought it would be thirty four thousand because of what you were saying that you were going to do, and, you, and then you said no, only thirty four made no sense to me. so how did the day wind up?
3: Uh I think that I cashed one other ticket for not a lot of money. so I was probably in for a hundred and change, got out for about forty or fifty. So I was down about, what's somewhere between 75 and 100. But (laughs) I was in Florida in the sunshine, drinking a beer in the afternoon, smoking a cigar, and not in Kiev. So (laughs) it was a great day. And I wasn't in Kansas where it was probably 30. So it was a great day.
0: But you're poor start of 2022 continued at the track now does this have so no, when I, we're having bad I don't luck count the track cro- when we're cross pollinating into other forms of gambling does this concern you at all
3: no the track is pure gambling because when you know nothing you're picking horses based on names colors when they go by i mean i don't know anything I actually know how to read a racing form, but I don't know anything. So, hey, the the biggest winner yesterday of the foursome of us who went to the track said, uh, I'm going to bet $2 across on the highest long shot in the first race. And if I win, then I'll be able to play the rest of the day. And if I don't, I won't. And, of course, she won like a 19 to 1 or something, came in as a winner. So it was about a $100 ticket. So that's about how much theory that we actually have in this forum.
0: That's impressive. Now, before I forget, um, just I want to put a marker out there that, so we can come back to it. Uh, I was up in Toma, Wisconsin, working for the 188th Infantry Brigade that I believe is part of the 80, 88th Infantry Division that used to be, that was headquartered up there. I don't know if the 88th Infantry Division still exists, but I saw a lot of 88 stuff up there. Um, And Will's grandfather uh, served up there. I did not know that. His mom wrote me a note. His mom grew up there. And so, Will, we have to come back to that. But you had, Jeff said you, you had trained up there, but it was more than that. Your grandparents lived up there.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that my grandfather, when he retired, he moved up there. So if I have my family history right, he grew up in Vermont, but I believe his maternal grandmother lived up there. And I, her name was Seckler. And there's a Secklerville up there. And in fact, during World War II, she ran two or three farms. And so when he retired from the army, in probably 1959, they moved up there. So I think my mom did either one or two years of high school. And then we used to revisit it up there several times. And I remember one time in the summer of 76, we were up there because it was during the Olympics. And um, we used to go fishing on the base up there. My grandma was a big fisherwoman. <laughs> And then when me and Jeff were in 3-8, we did the cold weather package. So you go to Bridgeport for like three or four weeks. And then we did an exercise at Fort McCoy. Um, and somehow my grandparents got a message to me. We were out in the field. They were at the Oak Club. So I was a Company XO, so I had, I had some reason to go to the rear. Who knows what? And I swung by the Oak Club and saw them. So, yeah. <laughs> Fort McCoy, Wisconsin.
0: There you go. There you go. And joining me from McAllen, Texas, is Tim Lynch. Tim, how are you doing? Doing great, Matt. How's everything in McAllen? Doing great.
2: McAllen, uh, well, we continue to have uh, uh, problems at the border with uh, the surge continues as far as the illegal immigrants go. As far as the weather goes, it's up in the low, uh, mid-40s, which around here is considered traumatic experience if you venture outside. (laughs) You know how the tropical people are with cold, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine to kite. Quite pleasant myself.
0: The forties? That's not a daytime. Is that a daytime high?
2: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's about as high as it's going to get today. About forty-seven, maybe. Oh. A, a little bit of a wind coming out of the north. That's always unpleasant. But you know, how. I, it's 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 not Kansas, man. It's, <laughs> it's not anything close to Kiev. I mean, it's pretty damn nice, all things considered.
0: Got it. All right. We're going to start with Tim, and, uh, you know, we don't have much of an intel segment, but what, what Tim's going to cover is just um, kind of the general circumstances that surround um, events ongoing in Kiev. And, and I will tell you, there's a bunch of them, and they're not small events. They're they're huge events um, relative to the conflict and, and the conflict's aftermath, but things that, you know, have been, his, I mean, historic. I mean, the last 24 hours really have been, you know, you've seen some things that have happened that are, um, that are historic. So without further ado, Tim, go ahead.
2: Yeah. And what I'm going to cover is what's happening actually outside of the, of the country, because this is what we can say with absolute certitude is factually correct versus reporting we get from inside the, the country, which right now we, we hope is mostly correct to start with, um, as as of yesterday there has been a move by the european union along with the united states uk canada etc to eject some of russia's banks off the swift system meaning they cannot uh, transfer or receive payments they specifically left other unsanctioned banks that are are the normal conduits for paying for energy in order to allow uh energy receipts to to, to continue in the hopes that the, we don't have significant interruptions to Europe, so it's not all the not all the banks are cut off, but enough enough to make it so unless you're in the petrochemical industry, you're not sending or receiving money. Is my understanding of how that works out. The uh, the next in the in the in the and and bear in mind that the the hitting them with swift sanctions three days ago was not even on the table was specifically said to be off the table. So this is how quick that's happened. Something else that's happened very quickly that has been we we would have liked to have seen for the last 20 years is Germany has immediately said they're going to increase their uh, their percent of GDP spending on the military to above two percent. They also have agreed to send in 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 Stinger missiles, and more importantly, um, they are the provider of a lot of the heavy weapons for other European countries and none of those weapons can be transferred to Ukraine without Germany's express uh, approval and they've now granted approval for countries like Latvia to send over artillery troops etc so these uh, um, these these um, shipments are uh, sorry about this guys right. these shipments are are uh, are significant because my understanding is, is there are on the way through Poland, out to the border, and, and heading into the country. Also heading into the country are the expatriate Ukrainian citizenry, in, in the thousands, um, reportedly had, lining up at the, at the Polish border, and, and heading back to report in and, and, and uh, join whatever uh, things they can they can join. Of other gigantic significance, in no particular order, anti-war protests, Berlin, Rome, Prague, Istanbul, Moscow, St. Petersburg, and dozens of Belarusian cities. I think that's rather significant that it's that big, this quick. Um, And we know that Russian and Ukrainian officials are preparing to meet in the Belarusian city of Gomel sometime in the near future. As part of that deal, all offensive actions by Russians will stop from that Belarusian sector as part of the deal. Turkey has jumped on board by banning Russian ships from the uh, uh, transiting um, their waters, uh, except with the exception of those associated with the Black Sea uh, fleet. I'm not too sure what the hell that all means. Um, but it appears that that Russian ships are not going to be able to get into or 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 cross into uh, out of the Mediterranean and up into the uh, Black Sea area there. Also the europe the uh, European ministers, the EU has something called a European peace facility. And they've just now authorized or, or, or announced it, that they're financing the supply of lethal aid into the Ukrainian army and also facilitating the the, 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 the logistics of getting them there. That's That was something that was just popped up. Um, let's see here. That happened just this morning. Also of interest <coughs> is that with the Russian airspace closed, European airspace is closed to all Russian traffic, but with Russian and Ukrainian airspace closed to all traffic, um, flights from, let's say, Tokyo to London and those kind of areas, uh, they're going to be significantly longer. And I think the the airport in Anchorage, Alaska is going to suddenly find itself a recipient of a 10,000, you know, extra flights as far as refueling goes, because they're going to have to fly all the way up through Anchorage and up and over to get into Europe from the Asian mainland. And, as, and also our understanding is from the reporting is that Putin and his defense minister, uh, he had a... a, a a meeting with them in order to place the Russians' nuclear forces uh, on on uh, on high alert for whatever that's worth. And for, so, from the outside looking in, these are the significant events that have that have been happening. One other one other additional event that that I was thinking about, or I mentioned yesterday, they've already formalized the way of 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 people of Europeans getting into the fight. With a, uh, a, a specialized regiment that they're raising right now, I believe, with the help of the Poles. That's interesting. I do not believe Americans are, can legally do that, but we'll have to see how this works out. But there's already European fighters flooding in to, to once again get into this fight, which is clearly shaping up, you know, from uh, um, if, if, if the, the moral is the physical to three, the, as three is to one. The moral high ground is on the side of the Ukrainians for sure, and I and I think the entire world has seen it that way, and and so these all these rapid actions on a part of the U.S., the EU, etc., never seen it happen that fast before. Not even after 9 one I do not believe, and that's pretty much all I've got for our, for today. You
0: just uh, threw Napoleon in the uh, didn't you? That was that's pretty impressive. pretty impressive.
2: Well, you always want to throw it. if you can if you can get in a Napoleon court. What I didn't get in is the finger spitching feel, the fingertip uh, feeling. I was trying to work that in somewhere, but I couldn't, and I probably said yeah, it wrong. So, uh, so you uh, got to go that with that Napoleon. That means as a
0: as a podcast expert, you're lacking if you can't find a way in that about twelve minute soliloquy. If you couldn't find now, a, a way to get used finger to be licking a, spricking in there,
2: there used to be a <laughs> certain amount of competition amongst us into how many references from from not swear punk but obscure German references was one category which we kept track of with each other. Napoleon was another. I think there was a couple of other things. And Sun Tzu. Used, oh yeah, to, remember that shit? It used to yeah, be like we keep yeah. track of each other.
1: We it was called a it, game. We call yeah. it we call it Wehrmacht penis envy, if I recall. Him.
2: That's that's exactly what it was. <laughs> that's exactly right. Nah, nah, so I'm just I'm just reverting to form, brother. I had to find a Napoleon or something there.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That's good. Um, Jeff's going to cover uh, operations inside the country, and, and and again, this is difficult. But you know, ask Jeff to just cover this because, I mean, who, who do you believe? What do you believe? But you know, in I think in general and Jeff will go into this, it ain't going as planned, right? So with that said, you know, Jeff, um, um there's some great maps uh out there uh yeah, that, that people absolutely. are putting up, yeah. And and so uh um if you if you use that along with Google Earth, you can really see how um you know how they the the lines of communications are developing and the axis of advance are going and really how you Know what a difficult slog. Uh, we were talking before he came on, but armor in the forest, man, that's not for the faint of heart, man. If you're up there, will with his uh, his yellow ascot, you know, cavalry, uh, you know, scarf on and his lav turret, that would be an uneasy, uneasy lies the head that wears the CVC helmet in the woods, man, because. <laughs> Because that is that's with with like a shit ton of javelins out in the woods looking for your ass. So anyway, so Jeff, go ahead, uh, paint us a, a picture as, as best you can.
1: Well, um, to this administration's credit, you know how I hate to give them credit. The,
0: uh, the, <laughs> the pre assault, we won't even go into that.
1: Right, pre assault, <laughs> like I O campaign was foiled because. It hit the press a couple of weeks ago that there was going to be a false flag thing and a bunch of uh, false claims by the Russians of attacks by uh, by Ukrainian backed uh, criminals on the uh, Russian uh, population who lived within the environs of the Ukraine, particularly in the Dordomir, the I, can't, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but in the eastern part of the Ukraine. So that was pretty much uh, rendered, even though it was hard to believe them, it rendered that uh, nicks so when the when the russians finally did it they just did it but very little like they did try and say ridiculous things like we're going to go after nazis even though the <laughs> president of the supposed nazi uh, uh country of ukraine is jewish jewish you know it's a silly thing to do you know it's the type of thing that uh that, uh yeah, um, I mean, um,
0: Come on, Jeff. the president
1: of, uh, a, a tec- president of
0: Canada would say, you know, a, te- <laughs> a, te- a technicality that will just kind of waved <laughs> off with a hand. Ah, oh, come on, yeah, Jewish, yeah. Jewish, what are you talking about, right? <laughs> Jewish, very <really> good. <laughs> come on, but, uh, it's, it's so all anyway, the same at the end of the day, isn't it? Right, well, it's really, right. it's really not. You can ask Whoopi Goldberg about that, but Absolutely. You know. and
1: she's with a name like Whoopi Goldberg, she, she's. Uh, goes way back, I guess, with the, uh, you know, she's like, she's like dancing around with Tevia and, and uh, Fiddler on the Roof there in the, uh, in the Ukraine back, back in the day. But, uh, so apparently they, uh, they invaded on four axes and uh, the Northern axis was from Belarus, which is the client state of uh, Russia. Right. And uh, basically objectives seem to be bridges on the East side of the Dnieper river, which bisects Kiev, I think. And then the other, another X event from the north, but in Russia proper, tried tried to go on the excuse me. So they were trying to go on the west side. The one from uh, from Russia was trying to go on the east side. And then there was one straight uh, from from east to west from Russia uh, through the through the area that uh, was uh, at play, so to speak. You know, that had a lot of Russian, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know nationals there or whatever you know and and, uh and then finally there's a southern one that came up from the crimea and and part of that was amphibious on the western side of uh of the of the the black sea there they landed and and driving for objectives up there the whole uh, attempt apparently being to uh force the Zelensky government to either flee or capitulate and so they thought
0: on on this uh, so on this map I'm looking at that's that that the BBC is produced. So you have uh, effort number one at twelve o'clock, and it's it's moving south and its aiming point right. is Kiev. There's a, right. and then there's a second effort from a city kind of I, Sumy S U M Y, but ultimately its aiming point is Kiev too. And then right. you have yep. so those would be two efforts, but both aimed at Kiev. Uh, the third effort is aimed at is that kharkov i mean let me tell you if you're at all familiar if you've read about the eastern front i mean yeah this uh, this is where it all i mean the same roads probably the same cities you know i heard gomel mentioned the other day and these are this this is where the germans and the russians had huge fucking battles belgorod kharkov you know um the neper river and then and so Kiev that, itself, too. Right. And so that's the second. Um, the second one's right. aimed at Kharkov. I'm using probably so it was, Germany. It's Kharkov. And then the Karkov, third yeah. The third one is kind of down towards what, Jeff, on the clock, four o'clock, you know, between four yeah. and five. And that's aimed at what? maripol Donitz. Right.
1: right. Again, the idea is to isolate Kiev right. and get them to. And I think it appears, I mean, it's only been five days in, right. but it appears that. Putin is trying to preserve as much of the infrastructure as he can, so he doesn't have he doesn't inherit, you know, a huge uh, humanitarian crisis. Con, you know, he he assumes that uh, Zelensky is going to run away, but you know he's not running away, and they're putting up a pretty good scrap, right. and and so consequently, you know, he's uh, he's cast he's doing desperate things. One of them is saying he's going to do nukes. That's not the sign of somebody who's winning and they threatened to go to nukes you know also uh, letting it out and now they supposedly have withdrawn that threat but at the same time they floated another one about chemical weapons so right now what he's trying to do is uh, i think he's trying to use i think this whole thing was just ratcheting up intimidation and trying to uh, you know to to have his way you know with ukraine like he did with georgia like they did with chechnya and uh, and and to that point there's units from the Subjugated uh, territory of Chechnya. They're going to join the Russian forces or supposedly they're claiming they're going to join the Russian forces fighting in the Ukraine. At the same time, you have volunteers, uh, volunteers from Georgia who, uh, who are coming in to help the Ukrainians you know, through Poland and Slovakia, I think, to help the Ukrainians resist. So this thing has aspects of Finland in 1939, 1940. It has aspects of, a lot of aspects towards uh, the Hungarian Revolution in 1956 where the Russians were forced to go back in with a heavily armored force and they lost a bunch of people. A good book about that, by the way, is James Michener's The Bridge at Andau*. And then it also has aspects of the Spanish Civil War. Where you got, what Timmy was talking about. You got people from all over the place trying to get their gun off in uh, Ukraine to help out. So uh, this is not what Vladimir Putin expected. And then the last part of that was the tactics arcs are affected by the fact that this guy, according to people who know him, I mean, Condoleezza Rice and you were mentioning Mac earlier, um, uh, yeah, you know uh, Marco Ru- Rubio, yeah, Senator Rubio, Senator Rubio, Senator Rubio, saying this guy is is not the same guy he was 10, 15 years ago. He appears to be, you know, disoriented and uh, and and uh, just very much almost out of control and so forth. He's always known as a guy in control. And, I mean, I was so wrong about this thing. I thought that this was all just, uh, you know, uh, this guy leaning on, uh, on Zelensky, and Zelensky would eventually bend. I was wrong about uh, about Putin. He's, he really, you know, he wants this to happen. And I was wrong about Zelensky, because Zelensky is hanging in there, man, like, uh, you know, like, like the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto in 1943. He, he's, he's not leaving. He's going to either, they're going to back off him, he, or he, you get the impression he's going to go down swinging, you know, like a big version of the Alamo. So it's kind of a, it's a it's an emotionally um, uplifting thing to see human courage like that because we've seen so little, particularly in our country lately, when it comes to resisting tyranny, and uh,
0: well, and, and, uh, and, and also, in, inspiring, <laughs> really inspiring the world. I mean, right, you, you're watching, world, right. you're watching this, and you know, and I mean, I, you know, I. You look at yeah. those you look at those guys, uh, those Ukrainian soldiers that you're seeing little snippets of on Twitter and stuff like that, walking around with their anti tank yeah. weapons. And let me tell you, I mean, um, you know, they they don't have air superiority. They don't have any of that shit. And they're like, Fuck right. this, let's go, bring it on. If we die out here, we die. I mean, that's that's courage that take your breath away, make you cry. Yeah. I and mean, you see that the kind of thing- shit and uh, and God bless them. And and again, you know, inspiring the world, and now the world's running to catch up with them because nobody right. believed this was going to happen.
1: And that might be the thing that deters Putin. Again, we got to caution ourselves because it's only been five days right. in. Right. I mean, nothing ever happens this even, you know, this fast, you know. But I'll tell you, when we went into Desert Storm, and then later on, OIF one, it was like the hardest thing we had to do. Uh, really, I mean, I don't want to denigrate the fighting of you know, we lost guys in both those, but it seemed like the hardest thing we had to do, particularly. And OIF one was uh, logistically back up those two main axes we had going up, uh, you know, the Tigris and Euphrates. These guys have four, and you know, uh, you know, anecdotal accounts say that's really giving them a run for their money. Being able to support these four major axes,
0: and you know, and uh, a, and an opponent who will put their head on a stick, right? Which right? is Which is you know, which is huge. Not some opponent that is going to shoot at you for about you know, 90 seconds to two minutes, and then everybody's going to say, let's let's surrender. I mean, they're going yeah. to—they have people—let me just read Senator Rubio's tweet uh, from five hours ago. Let me stress again that we are not—the word not is in all caps—dealing with the 2008 Putin. It is a grave error to assume he will make the same calculations and decisions today that he would have made in the past the old putin was a cold-blooded but calculating killer the new putin is even more dangerous and so um so you've seen things today that he put his uh deterrent nuclear forces that would be his defensive nuclear forces on alert you know why nobody's really sure uh, other than it, it's a desperate act as timmy said to me earlier today and uh, and then the whole thing about chemical weapons and things like that the other thing rubio said um Um, Yesterday, hashtag Russian military leaders should think very carefully before following the orders they have received. Putin is two years shy of the life expectancy of a Russian male, and you will spend the rest of your lives evading an international tribunal for committing his war crimes. So, uh, yes, and again, Senator uh, Rubio on the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, and he said he wished he could share, you know, what he'd learned. And the other thing he said was this, um, and this is in, the, in another tweet. We know what Putin's plan was. Air dominance in the first 12 hours, destroyed Ukraine, Ukrainian military communications in 36, bypassed major urban areas, cut off Eastern Army, encircled Kiev, and get the government to flee within 48 hours, install a puppet government within 72 hours. He is still over for 4. So, uh, Senator Rubio, interesting stuff. Um, and, and I would tell you this, I mean, if you're following this, I think Twitter is the best way. Uh, put in hashtag uh, Ukraine, and then click on latest, and you're going to see this stuff pop up as people tweet it. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's fascinating because you're watching history. Jeff, I want to ask you one more question before we get off the operations side and then kind of open it up to, to our discussion. And that is yeah. this. Um, this whole issue of we have Kiev encircled or we have Kharkiv um, encircled. Um, what does that mean? And, and are those things, when you look at those cities uh, on the operational slash tactical level, um, going into them, is that, is that something that inspires confidence or is that an ominous task that will eat tens of thousands of soldiers and, and be very difficult for them to control?
1: I think you said it. I think uh, those are two huge mount battlefields, mount meaning military operations and urban terrain. And uh, and so that means that a lot of the advantages that the Russians have right now are negated, are negated. A lot of the technological advantages, you know, a lot of the firepower advantages are basically going into a Stalingrad type scenario where, you know, a lot of their uh, they're, they're going to need that spirit. Now, the, the reasons we were able to beat the North Vietnamese in Hue City is because 1-1 and 2-5 and later 1-5 had that. They're willing to go and, and, uh, and take those places. It, it seems like a, a lot of the Russian troops don't even know why they're there, don't even know where they are. You know, and uh, I don't think they have that. I, I mean, I don't want to put too much on, you know, on uh, that because I'm not really sure that I'm right on that. You know what I mean? But uh, it's, I know that I know this. You know that is a bloody nose fight they're talking about. They're talking about Kiev, and they're talking about Kharkov in the in the built up areas. That's rough, and the longer it goes on, and the more people who get hurt, and there there's civilians who still live in there and around there. So there'll be so civilian casualties. There already have been. I mean, I saw one video of a tank or an armored personnel carrier deliberately drive over a small compact car. By some miracle, the guy was just badly hurt. Are you kidding die, me? That it,
0: guy survived. Yeah, yeah, that guy survived. Holy but, uh, shit, man! I
1: saw that and like, I was like, "What the fuck, man?" Right. Yeah. And so there's a lot of there's, you know, there's a uh,
0: well.
1: You get the idea that uh, we have Timmy say, you know, Timmy quoted Napoleon there, three to one. Um, the more you know, they're gonna the, the Ukrainians definitely have the the only advantage they have, as a matter of fact, is uh, is that you know, and so I think that uh, it may be too early to tell. But uh, right now, I, I think Putin is saying he made a major error, you know. And uh, and there's two ways out of it. One, you just bull through it like they used to do, like they did, you know, in uh, in uh, Budapest in 1956, you know, like they did for eight years in Afghanistan. You just keep going and going, and you and the and the murders get you know accelerate, or you back out. So he's gonna. The only way he can back out though is if he has some kind of uh you know, an off-ramp offered to him, ironically, probably by Zelensky himself. He says, I'll talk to you, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll try and... And they're already offering him. They offered right away. I mean, it's almost like... Uh, it's almost like, like the dumbest version of Don Corleone there is. Oh, yeah, come on, we'll have a meeting. We'll do it in Belarus, where I'll feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, uh, Zelensky is at least as smart as Michael Corleone. He ain't gonna do that, you know? And whoever... And so, you know, and, and you know and any,
0: really... any kind of pause um is yeah. just going to be to, you know, for the Russians to be able to move troops, move logistics, right, consolidate and and move their shit. I mean, and again, what, you, what what, you're, what you what you're, what you're seeing though those stingers that are going to get there and uh and, and those and, and the javelins and what are el- whatever else we're sending and whatever else the EU I mean, it's vitally important that that shit gets to those guys. Um, quickly, and uh, yeah. and then it doesn't get blown up on the highway. So Jeff, make one more point, and then we'll open it up and we'll kick this yeah. around.
1: Yeah, the last point I would just say is uh, that, uh, um, you know the, the the Soviet or the Russians, I'm sorry, you know, their troops do not seem to be ready for this. And, and uh, what you're hearing now is that they're bringing in the they're bringing in the Chechens, the Chechens who are ostensibly loyal to. Uh, to uh yeltsin because he recognizes the three to one thing at some level he recognizes my guys aren't into this and these motherfuckers on the other side are and that's a problem that's my last point i'd say
0: got it all right well um thoughts on any or all of what
3: you just heard yeah i mean a couple of things just while this was going on i was googling u.s cities Kiev population, about 3 million. Houston is the fourth biggest city in the United States, population 2.3. Wow. You know, Kiev is a big place, right? Um, so some things that sort of that are interesting to me, um, number one, the whole SWIFT thing that Tim brought out, Um, And and first, let's go back a week or so ago, Uh, we threatened Putin with, you know, the mother of all sanctions, which was a lie at the time, right? If we would have told him, we're going to invoke SWIFT, we're going to close European airspace, we're going to close the Turkish Straits, we are going to personally sanction you, Sergei Lavrov, the foreign minister and the defense minister, um, and done it in public. Uh, it may have had some sort of impact. So now we're following the lead of the Europeans in doing that. Um, and interestingly, as much as you want to cheer on the Germans, uh, Schroeder, the chancellor before Merkel, you know what his job is now.
1: He's, He's working the for CEO. the Russians,
3: right? He's the CEO of the gas company that ties Russia and Germany together. <laughs> Right. And he's come out and said, "I think yesterday, it may have been today, Europe cannot cut all ties to Russia." So he's playing his role very nicely. Mm-hmm. He took the queen's shilling, and he's going to pay off. Um, I, I, I read what Condoleezza Rice said, and could you, could you, uh, could, you, could know, you just
0: summarize that? I mean, I know it, 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 it yeah. was, it was tangential to what. Uh, Senator Rubio said, but but it was essentially I, I, speculating on Vladimir Putin's mental health.
3: Yeah, I think she basically said the same thing that that, um, that Rubio said. Of interest, you know, Condoleezza Rice is a Russian scholar and actually speaks Russian. And uh, I don't think that she spoke Russian to Russians in official meetings, but she would always greet sergey lavrov who's the foreign minister and they would exchange a few pleasantries in russian and then they would go to official business um so she knows these guys pretty well what interests me is that that she would come out on the record uh and saying something like that um you know she doesn't need to be out there pushing any kind of a narrative uh, that i can think of and so I found that interesting. I'll tell you something else I found interesting though. Um, Right, when when the country's under threat and the president makes some sort of bold action, his approval rating skyrockets. Think of Gulf War George Bush, think of immediately after 9-11 George Bush, think of the March Up George Bush. So in the Washington Post poll this morning, Biden's approval rating is down to thirty seven percent. Which um when did the poll close I mean the,
0: the does the poll close this week or is it from it was
3: on it was on the Sunday talk shows this morning. Right. Okay. Because, so, he,
0: because let me tell you, I mean I mean he hasn't done you know, we were arguing about this earlier, but he has not led. It, he has not led. I mean, the, the 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 best you can say is that America, the United States, has been united with Europe in this waffling thing that we've done, and only it's almost like, oh fuck, the Ukraines might pull this thing out. Ukraines might pull this out. We better get our fucking ass in gear and get on their side, right? And it, it's yeah, it, it's exactly. like af- afraid to lead, Johnny Come Lately. That's why, to me these fucking supplies have to get there. I don't know how the fuck we do that anymore, but they've got to fucking get there. And so, I mean, he's been, again, that's the only, to me, the only thing you can give them credit for because, as as I said, I don't know, weeks ago, maybe a month ago, right, to me, the critical vulnerability was Europe's dependence on Russian energy and Germans, spe- Germany's specific vulnerability since they were shutting down nuclear plants, right? that Germany had had, had been an Angela, Angela Merkel was the chief Russian sponsor on the continent. And so the, the steps that Germany has taken in the last 24 hours have been absolutely fucking gigantic. That Germany would restore its military to something that could participate in something phenomenal, right? And then also that it allowed weapons to be, you know, uh sold and and seems to be acting like a responsible member of NATO, which it hasn't done in decades. And so, to me, that hasn't been, done ever. Right. That, I mean, it's been stunning to watch this shit. But again, uh, we, you know, you know, Joe Biden, you know, I mean, the headline I've seen here yesterday and today is in consultation with the NSA. So again, to the extent the United States has helped keep Germany in the fold, and 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 that was to me the great vulnerability, you know. You have to give them some credit for that. But he himself, to me, seems afraid. He himself seems afraid.
3: And I got four one-liners out there. Um, If we shut down the airspace, when are we going to start hearing about all the Americans and third-country nationals that are stranded in Russia? Uh, Item two... I I see reports of all these fighters flocking, but I don't know what their ideology is. Um, Contrary to Spanish civil war, where people had very strong ideologies, I'm not sure who these people are. So I don't know how many there are. Um, Item three, I'm waiting for Bill Clinton to come out and say something about the Budapest uh, memorandum where... uh, ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons thinking that they were getting a guarantee of their security Mm -hmm. and now we're hearing that maybe it was just an assurance (laughs) and i have yet to hear the president who signed that document come out and attempt to to wiggle through this and the last one um well i think what rubio said was good stuff um uh, I, I hate to say it, he's a politician. So I'm wondering what his motives are. Right. You know, is right. he trying to polish foreign policy credentials? Right. And it yeah. just and it's unfortunate that we think that way, but um,
0: no, it's a fact anyways. of life. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Um.
3: That's what I looked at today in the news.
0: Got it. Um, Tim, Jeff, thoughts on any or all of that, or let me let me let me just read you one thing that we haven't mentioned, but is is pretty stunning, and this to me is. Is, is what what will get Russian oligarchs? So where is their money? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not in Russia, right? You can you can bet on that. Yeah. Uh, breaking Probably news: the Swiss very probable that Swiss will freeze Russian assets. President Cassis tells TV ahead of a government meeting on Monday. So um,
3: so again. Well, let me add one thing too. Sure. With Swift going in reporting of run uh, a run on Russian ATM machines. So the people in Russia are being affected by this, which may be, you know, a really good move. Um, people start worrying about getting their money out of the bank. That typically does not bode well for the people in power.
0: Yeah, when did we come up with S. some- true Trudeau. There you go, With with warfare that doesn't affect the population of the nation that war, I mean, what concept? I mean, William Tecumseh Sir, Sherman never really worried about that. That was not his, you know. That was not his fucking way. But it's like, how the fuck? So, so, so Russia does this. I mean, but but the Russian, right. I but mean, the that, Russian that's a tactic. Yeah, the Russian people don't get punished. They have to. You have to punish them. And it's regrettable. But they're, yeah, they're punishing the Ukrainian people. But you saw these sanctions that were so narrowly focused. And you're like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And to me, again, it goes to the, it goes to the heroic Ukrainian military and their citizens that have been nonstop on TV that, have, in my opinion, shamed a lot of politicians around the world. And like, oh, fuck, what do we do now? I mean, they're saying, and now they're starting to win, you know, uh, 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 because, you know, we were really afraid that he was going to, Dr. Evil was going to, you know, run the table on these people. And then, you know, the end state was going to be what we thought it was going to be. Well, it looks very different right now. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, when did did the population of the nation that does this shit not pay? I, I just, I was puzzled by that.
2: Uh, yeah. sh- sh- Sherman yeah. would contend that you have to make him pay in order to shorten the duration. Cause that's the only humane way to approach it is to shorten it so that their losses ultimately are, sh- are, are lower, but you right. right. gotta, you gotta be, you know, I'm, I'm so pumped up about what I'm seeing uh, from the Ukraine, but for instance, that snake Island where they, they fought to the last man that turned out to be not true. He had to, and the Russians finally had to show people that they were, had captured them and, here they are. We didn't match, you know, but which is fine. You're going to get the cas the first casualty in war is the truth, and you're going to get some urban legends spun up like that, which I don't doesn't bother me at all. the The moral is uh, is still well on the on the Ukrainian side, but as you look at these these uh, subreddits and these Twitter feeds and whatnot, it is pretty damn confusing. It, number one, the 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 civilian casualties reported do not at all match up with what you are hearing and seeing when you look at the feeds from the shellings that are going on in some of these cities. That, you know, I don't see how we just got a couple hundred civilian casualties. So that's, that's not matching up. And the stuff that you see with these Russian tanks, in some cases being stopped by police and crowds of civilians who are giving them shit, it's, that's an interesting thing. I've seen plenty of footage of Russian crewmen that are catching a lot of shit because they've run out of gas. They're just sitting there with all these tanks running out of gas. Which Jeff alluded to earlier is going to be a problem, but there seems to be a, a serious reluctance, from, from what I can tell from looking at these things, about getting it on with with, with uh, the civilian population on the part of those Russian uh, uh, Russian troops, which is perfectly reasonable. I mean, it's not like we could we could order our marines in certain similar circumstances to start shooting all those civilians. We kind of got problems with shit like that, you know. So it's, it's a very well, well, interesting house. Is all playing if
0: out. we looked at it as their citizens of our country, like we're going to fight the Ukrainians, like what the fuck are we doing, man? You know,
2: we're not. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like it's like uh, go slaughter those Georges, you know, like like American Georges. No, 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 we don't do that, bro. Right. But uh, it's interesting how this whole thing is playing out. There's obviously some ferocious fighting going on. I see nothing in these t- t- footages of these Ukrainian positions. That looked like anything other than some kind of hasty, half-ass, lay-prone in the grass kind of bullshit, and that's 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 not going to last long. I've never, I have not seen any footage of substantial defensive positions in depth, which they've got to have, one would think. So I don't know what's going on with the with the way that we're getting footage coming out of that place, because it doesn't seem to be showing you the real fighting. I, I mean, right. it's yeah, yeah, you know, don't
3: forget too that video lies. Oh right. yeah. yeah, there's video
1: the left and right. There's no better liar. There's no better liar yeah. than
3: video.
2: Yeah. yeah, so it's it's real confusing trying to get a sense, trying to get a finger splitting feel of of what's happening. <laughs> and on on that note, let me nicely
1: done. Thank you. On that note, let me just say this: in our vermouth penis envy days, we, <laughs> all, we used to always hear about how uh, people like. Bill Lind and, and the guys you would quote, are always talking about take the long breath yeah. during operations. In the, other deep, words, yeah. the deeper breath. Yeah, before you react, before you make, uh, you know, decisive judgments. And that's the art form of, uh, you know, military action. When, when do you get have enough of what you think is enough information to act? If you wait for too much information, what you do will be irrelevant and you cut down on your, your flexibility. If you do it too soon... Then you don't have enough information, so there's an art form to it, you know. I mean, it's part of the uh, decision-making class, right, Mac? Yeah. Absolutely. And so, c- consequently, uh, we're only five days into this, so I just say we got to warn ourselves about uh, you know going you know too much either any which way. Right. But I have to say, I have to say that uh, the the uh, the Russians really seem to uh, to be at a loss here. You know, what I mean, what you guys are just talking about with the civilians, like these guys run out of gas. And the civilians are there on video saying, hey, you need a ride back to Russia <laughs> and, uh, and shit like that. And, and uh, you know, the the, the the ostensibly, I heard a, um, a guy who's usually pretty good, a military guy, a retired colonel, used to work up at, uh, I can't remember his name. But uh, he said, hey, according to his sources, whatever that means, uh, Putin's been telling people to avoid killing civilians and to, you know, avoid... I just don't think Putin's that much of a sweetie pie, you know, based on prior act- actions in, uh, you know, in uh, in Chechnya and in, in, uh, in Georgia and also the, the assassinations. He doesn't even give a shit. The word goes out. He had people poisoned and shit. And, you know, and uh, he's a he's a gangster that way. But maybe that's the whole point. He's not a warfighter. He's a gangster. And if you don't fold. When he, uh, you know, when he does his terror attacks or whatever, when he does his intimidation things, in the old days, Bugsy Siegel used to, when he was a kid, used to set fire to Jewish peddlers, uh, you know, uh, their their uh, their their street uh, vending, you know, wagons that they have. They would set fire to them, scare the shit out of them, and they'd pay them protection. And really, I think uh, Putin is a version of that that old Bugsy Siegel Meyer Lansky guy who would do that in the streets of Lower Manhattan. And, and, uh, these fuckers are saying they're putting out the fire and they're punching him in the nose. And, and so he doesn't really know how to deal with it. He doesn't know how to deal with it. He, like I say, he's got a choice. He can, he can keep driving forward and raise the, the, you know, the blood tide, or he can try and find a face saving way out. Some kind of, uh, you know, uh, agreement where yeah, the Donetsk area and the other area there in the Eastern part of Ukraine get to become their own republics. Right. And then, uh, and then they just call it good. And he says the whole thing was just to liberate, you know, those two, uh, those two areas, and let them be their own country, which he doesn't believe in a minute. He, those guys are all in his mind. Everyone's going to be part of Russia, but he might do it just to be able to find some way to extricate himself. And again, that could be total bullshit. It's just that we're only five and a half days in, and right now, I mean, as I said, you know, before, our podcast basically is Max saying. This is happening in the world. What do you think, you guys? Th- what do you guys think is going to happen? And we try and, with the information we got, we try and um, divine what we think is going to happen, you know, in a, an intelligent way. And right now, I'm thinking that might be a possibility. He might try and find a way out by some kind of face-saving horseshit, you know, uh, method like that. I mean, one thing he doesn't uh-huh. want is to see is to see peacekeepers in there. Unless the peacekeepers are from Chechnya. He doesn't want to see any, he doesn't want to see Belgians and uh, Gambians and, you know, and and Sierra Leoneans if they're still in that business, you know,
3: keeping the peace. I would say too that, that, you know, what Jeff said, it makes a lot of sense that if he was going the gangster route and threats and intimidation, then you don't build that iron mountain logistics that it takes to move. Um, right, the, the axis of advance that went from the Belarusian border to Kiev is about a hundred miles. And from the eastern part of the country is a little bit less than 300 miles. So to move the thousands of vehicles, you know, you need, you need thousands of fuel trucks alone, not even talking food, water, medical uh, aviation lay down points, all that stuff that we saw exercised uh, by the U S uh, particularly for me in Iraq. And you saw the, one of the greatnesses of the, of the U S military was our ability to logistically sustain. Oh, don't forget by spending billions of dollars on contractors as well. Yep. So if he didn't, if he thought this was going to be uh the fear and intimidation mafia sort of thing, and then just drive down the street to get there, you don't assemble that. Well, it took us months to assemble that for Desert Storm and for the march up. Now, he's been there for months, but if all those logistical preparations would have been known, then obviously U.S. intelligence would have known it uh, just through photo imagery. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I don't doubt the logistical issue, and that sort of leads back to the idea that he thought this was going to be easy, which feeds into Jeff's thesis that it was a it was a gangster operation, not a military operation.
0: Timmy, thoughts on anything?
2: I, I, I'd look at it from what what shouldn't be happening right now that that is happening. They sh- the Ukrainians. Should not by day five have an aircraft in the uh, in the airspace and contest the airspace, but they are. Yeah. They should not have a f- a flexible, accurate, and and apparently a uh, robust anti-air capability at day five, but they do. They should not have an unlimited amount of funds, ammunition, and people flowing into their border, but they do. The, every day that this goes on, the chances of Putin. Even being able to construct an off-ramp that's practical gets slimmer and slimmer, and that to me is the biggest goddamn problem. Where is an off-ramp? Unless Putin or somebody near him is smart enough to say, "Let's let's let's take our Pyrrhic victory and, and get the hell out of here before everybody starts kicking our ass." Um, I, the longer this goes on, the, the the greater the chances of disaster for the Russia and the Russian people. Uh, because that's what's that's what it's going to be if if uh, if he ends up getting forcibly ejected from that that area. What's interesting
0: to me is if if you think about the OPT that develops this 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 scheme of maneuver. They have to quit, because we don't, yeah. it, it, Mr. President. You understand, we don't have the ass to 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 to, to fight into Kiev. You know that.
2: Or uh, we, to keep those lines of supply open, yeah, that, so, that would take it, tens of thousands. Right, so w-
0: we don't. You understand that we don't have the ass to do this. No, no, they will quit. They will quit. And you know, when you see them fighting and they won't quit, as Jeff just said, those cities, they will become graveyards, man. Because that again, talk about not armor friendly places. The woods going through, you know. And, and if you recall, the Germans going. East into Russia, what are the major images you see, right? Rolling farm fields, the, the Germans in, in, in wide formations, you know, in this, in this incredibly, in this incredible, uh, Russian staff. Like right? yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're going across, it's, it's a great tank fighting country. It ain't that way right now. It's not that way in this part of, of, of Ukraine. And so, and then you go into a city with that shit. Right? And you just do not have the ass to do it. And so the whole thing is is built on with 200,000 and, and, and the size of Ukraine and the amount of the population that's there, right? The whole thing is based on the premise that we have to force them to quit quickly. And now the pro- the problem is, and again, I know it's a simplistic sports analogy, but when you play a game against a team, you're supposed to kick their ass, and you come out and you're not very good. And all of a sudden they look around, and they look at each other and like, we're going to beat them. You, I mean, it is. it turns into a fucking nightmare because you gave them the thought that they could win. And so the whole concept of shock and awe is, is, is beyond blitzkrieg. They don't even get a chance to take a breath. You are on them, on them, on them, on them, on them, on them, on them in such a lethal way because we can be like that now because of the precision nature of weaponry. Uh, and they just say this is this is this is useless. Well, I mean that's not what's happened. And I just I just saw a tweet that said Denmark becomes the first European country to let volunteers join the foreign brigade that is now forming in Ukraine, and has a picture of uh, Denmark soldiers with their weapons and their shit uh, getting on a helicopter, getting on actually getting on a C one thirty.
1: So Man, that's interesting, but, huh? Hans Brinker, Hans Brinker. <laughs>
3: Comes to the rescue. Yeah, I don't recall Denmark being very formidable
2: since about 1600,
0: but but hey, dude, they dude, do they, they do they do have they, it in their history.
2: They were, they were battling in the Helmand for a few years. At, at, there you go. At, there, you go. Um, there you go. Oh, you well, boys, <laughs> I was see, I was the one that was there the entire time and saw this stuff. So you got to give me a little bit of, of, of slack there. Now, and getting back to the Ukraine thing, what I found interesting is also. I, I, from what you can tell from looking at pictures and video, doesn't seem like they have a lot of infantry with those with those armor forces, and you've got this phenomenon mm-hmm. of they mm-hmm. turn a Turner street and there's two dozen grandmothers standing right there who're going to stop them and give them a ration of shit about it, and none of those guys seem to be particularly quick on the trigger. And and who the fuck is going to be in that situation? It's not like World War II when they were going back into Germany. To pay back the Germans for what the hell they've done to them for four years. No, as you just the said, it's like there. it's like
0: us going into Iowa and yeah, saying, "Let's no, kick their ass." Like they, they got
2: no hatred. Got, <laughs> it's not like it took them even a while for, of of the Czechians them before they got all all shitty with the Czechians. I mean, it took a while to build up. No, I I think this whole thing is 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 it's goddamn fascinating. There's yeah, a lot of there's a lot of theories I think that are going to be. Proven or disproven is well, able
0: I, to break we that. You know, the timeless axiom, right? Only the end of seen the dead of the end only the dead have seen the end of war. And two, right, weakness begets conflict. If you want if you want not to fight, be fucking strong. That was General Newbold's fucking message, you know, when he wrote his piece a month ago. And and, you know, now you're having, you know, Europe. Unilaterally disarm themselves, relearning that, right? And and again, all these lessons we're having to relearn, not only as a nation here, you know, that there's a good reason to have cops. You know? <laughs> there really is, in spite of what the bullshit people say. And this and this, this fantasy. And and again, where is Angela Merkel? Where are where is Bill Bill Clinton? Right? So you can be accountable for this fucking bullshit that that you levied on the on the population and the people of of, of Ukraine are fucking paying for it. And those heroic fucking fighters that are out there in the fucking cold running around with those javelins and stingers, I mean, God bless them for teaching the whole world a fucking uh, lesson. And I hope the people of Taiwan are paying attention, right? Because same lesson, and again, we and the other thing we need to talk about, again, Grant's going to come on tomorrow morning and, and talk about the Chinese, pers- Chinese, Chinese, they're wedged into this, yeah. against the Russians and how do they extract themselves from this shit right from this shit so
2: well i was i, I don't know if any of you guys have read any of adasan or Nassim Nicholas talib talib's work the black swan and a, a lot of that stuff he's the big black swan is, is one of his one of his books he's written big fat tail guy and he wrote an uh i think it was in the wall street journal an opinion piece of why we should pay attention to this, in which he says there hasn't been a war in Europe for 70 years because we've got this nation state not fighting, blah blah blah. wasn't technically correct, but what he was saying is we've no, already made war. More... Yeah, no, I know it wasn't correct. Well, it was. It, it's what Vice President Harris was referring to when she made yeah. her assertion. She had read that. That I guarantee it, she had read that friggin' opinion piece. But he was of the school that that we are beyond the point where where states will ever fight each other again and this and this is why we should make sure this doesn't happen this was pre invasion obviously but that was a school of thought i think that permeates a lot of our of our intellectual class is is his and very many others take that that warfare is an anachronism that we are not going to ever do that again that we 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 progressed beyond that point with the exception of the the problems in the islamic state and that's of course something he'd know about being a Beirut veteran, a um, Beirut, excuse me, a citizen of Beirut. But I think I think that's obviously another one of these uh, uh, theories, like the end of history, that's just not, and, and that is a, just a, that's an off take of the end of history theory. It's just not applicable. It's it's right. what it's what you just said, Mac, and what we've always believed our entire life. Us, why why be in the Marine Corps, obviously.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, mean, look, you know, to think that that you've reached some, you know, pinnacle of history, that that human nature will somehow or other fundamentally change and that nobody, and again, and, and so what you see in this case is weakness and poor leader and weak leaders beget conflict and miscalculation to the point where now you have Vladimir Putin, you know, putting his nuclear deterrent forces on full alert. So what does that beget in the United States? You have to respond to that, right? Right. Everybody get in the fucking silos, man. Stand by. What is he going to do? We don't fucking know. And, and why does this happen? Because you allowed yourself to become weak, right? And so, I mean, again, I hope that that is the lesson here and that the, the free nations of the world say, look, we have to defend this thing. All of us have to, not just one of us, all of us have to. And if we all do our part, you know, th- th- then, then nobody could stand against us. And again, memo to the Chinese, fuck you guys, okay? You know, fuck you too.
1: You know, I remember uh, my, talking to my dad uh, when the movie Exodus came out with Paul Newman about uh, the, Jewish, uh, the first Jewish-Arab war at the dawn of Israeli independence in 1947. And he said, in those days, in 1947, everybody who had been a World War II vet was so inspired by the, the thing that Jews were doing. They are all starved out, refugees, uh, you know, there was a lot of what they call Sabras, Jews who had been there for like decades, but most of the people there were coming straight from refugee camps after being liberated. And, uh, and the fact they were, even, they were, they were like, they, had, they thought they had nothing to lose. And uh, the, the feeling back then for them it provided the momentum, which got, even Russia, even the Soviet Union voted for independence for Israel in the UN uh, resolution, you know, 1948, I think it was. So, uh, you know, whoever, whichever one of us, it wasn't me, who said, uh, you know, that this is uh, inspiring for the world. It should, I would say it, you know, but uh, one of you guys did. Is absolutely right. This type of thing, you know, it catches fire itself, and not only that, it helps the guy who's in there. Again, I just want to caveat we're only 5 days in you know what i mean uh you know i mean this could this could go the same thing happened i remember when i was a kid in school reading there was a one last communique from um, from the hungarians in uh in uh, you know budapest saying help us please you know we're hanging on you know please help us and of course you know it wasn't really practical to send in the 82nd airborne to hungary you know we just couldn't get there you know what i mean and so uh, you know but I remember that. I remember reading about that. And this is, uh, now things are different. And we can actually do something tangible for these people. Should have done a long time ago. If we did, we might not be going through this right now. But, uh, they, you know, things can, can happen to help them. And just in the act of people trying to help them from all over the place, it's got to discourage, you know, the uh, Putin, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely again the inspirational nature of of this fight of and you know the other thing that that Putin has been able to do and and you're wondering what ha, what hand the United States and and you know and NATO has in this but you know you know he wants to shut down all access to the internet from Ukraine oh yeah and he's doing everything he can but somebody's keeping that shit open and that would be a really interesting little fight uh to To be able to observe like however you know the whole cyber dork thing works, but you know that that you know and you see all the people that are you know um I saw a little girl you know who and she and her mother and her brother and sister were evacuating, and she said, My dad you know is still in the city, and uh he is he is taking care of our house, and he is going to he was going what would she say uh and then he's going to go help our heroes. And you hear a girl say that she's, you know, eleven, twelve years old, right? Is that how she's talking about, you know, her army? And and you just, you know, you see that. And I mean, it is inspirational. It certainly has been inspirational for me. And uh, you know, is it possible that, you know, uh, what happens with if Putin limps out of there? Does he, does he survive? as... Whatever the fuck he is, and as the leader of Russia, I don't think he does. you know, I don't think he survives in a weakened state like that, and so and what does that mean for other you know uh other democracies around the world like taiwan and and that are you know again, I, I just I just think the last twenty four 40 hours have been really, really um, amazing to watch, and you know Germany saying, you know we will spend the 2% of our GDP to reconstitute our military. You're just like, holy shit, man. Thinks you And I'm a German fucking hater, man. Um, you know, Angela Merkel, you know, the great enabler of Russia. And uh, mm-hmm. like, wh- where the fuck is she, man? Why don't you hold a press conference there, Angela? Come out and answer for your fucking bullshit. You know, you're, this whole fairy tale you said that, you know, Europe has to include Russia, right? And Vladimir Putin is no more evil than anybody else. Really? So I, I just it just nauseates me and, and then but again, um the inspiration of the Ukrainian people and in particular their, their military. I would love to, to 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 know, you know, you know, they anticipated the, the Russian order of battle. Here's what they're gonna do. We know it, right? Here's how they're gonna come at us, here's how we're gonna sidestep that first blow, and then we're gonna lay the fucking wood to a man we're gonna make them bleed. I would love to. I, I'd love. I'd love to know, and someday it'll be fascinating uh, to see them interviewed and talk about how they, you know, how they launch at least the initial part of this. And, uh, and as Jeff said, it's only five days in, you know. But here's what let me, final thoughts on this: it's only five days in, but now he, Kharkov, right? Kiev, now two hundred thousand plus are going to go. Keep those lines of communication open and go into those cities to control those cities. do you think that can be can they do that? well can they do that with with two hundred thousand people?
3: not a chance timmy not even
2: close yeah timmy no oh oh no, hell no they they'd be more than twice
0: I know Jeff hates yep. to make anything unanimous Jeffrey? The, uh
1: well yes uh, once again <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> It's gonna. It'd be damn difficult. The only advantage they have is their country borders right there. You know, they're close, so they don't have to worry like we do, going halfway across the world to get at the Iraqis, you know, or the Afghans and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it'd be. It's not with two hundred thousand. No way. Like Will said, holy three million people. I mean, in, in uh, Kiev. Yeah. And uh, what does that boat, What does that mean, as far as uh, you know? Those 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 stone canyons we call streets and cities you know that's like uh that's like the worst that's like the kyber Pass times ten.
0: yeah you know and, I mean? and and again um i i said this the other day but I, we captured some propaganda stuff uh, in fallujah and it was a uh it, 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 there were dvds and it was there were videos of um, isis guys shooting um soldiers and marines you know, a lot of them headshots shots in urban areas, you know, stick your head out of an LED, stick your head out of a tank, uh, get out of the tank to adjust something, right? I mean, and you can't find those people in an urban environment. You, you just, you can chase them. You can't, you, you will never find them. And the Ukrainians have it in their, have blood in their nostrils now, right? I mean, grandmas are out there, as Timmy said. I mean, you saw that dude go walking out in front of a tank in that town, Right, and you see in all these, I just I don't know if it's bullshit video, but I just saw um, uh, farmers uh, hooking up tanks to the back of that have either been disabled or something, and they and they 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 were dragging them into a river, right? So they couldn't be recovered and used again. You know, you are seeing the entire population mobilized, you know, to defend their nation, and uh, so yeah. Again, when you you look at that number, two hundred thousand and that includes logistician, you know, you logistics and support personnel, right? And you look at those gigantic cities, and just uh, in, in those gigantic cities, I mean, just remember Stalingrad, the German 8th Army, 800,000 soldiers was lost yeah, six, at Stalingrad. 6th
1: Army, yeah, you're sixth right. 6th Army, absolutely. right. Yeah, 6th Army. And, you, and, and remember, did you go to 3rd LAR while General Kelly was still a battalion commander or afterwards?
0: I went there before he was. I, I went to his change of command.
3: He was at well, first, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was at first.
1: Oh, okay. He's at first. He called me because we had a kid going through IOC named Paulus, and Paulus is the name of the uh, right the C hey, the general. commanding general of six, of the Sixth Army there. And uh, no shit, the kid was like his nephew or something. No said, shit. how come you? Ain't, I said, how come you ain't von Paul? <laughs> well, sir, he said, well. I mean, he did. A, I, I never heard what happened to him, you know. But uh, General, that's the only time I really talked at length with uh, General Kelly, because he called IOC to ask about the guy, about every single guy that was going to LAR. But I remember telling him, well, yeah, he, he did good on this. He did good on this. You know, he. And I remember saying, he's you know good lieutenant, because you know most of them were, you know. But, uh, but yeah, Paulus was a tall. Like, he was about uh, about Will's height. And uh, thick, you know, really strong type. And he had that German. There, there's a movie actor who always plays a German villain. He kind of looked a little bit like him. <laughs> uh, t- we talked at length, and then we we ended up talking about Stalingrad, about the German POWs. That you know, there's ninety thousand of them survived the battle, and went into captivity, and uh, damn few came home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> General it, Paulus did.
0: Right. Well, and yeah. they um. I mean, the, and they were in labor camps until about I want to say nineteen sixty or something like that. I mean, they were they they were there it was for in a while. the fifties for sure, yeah. yeah. And, and the uh, but it, it's interesting, you know, the whole um, totalitarian event. Um, they you know the German people had been told that there was a great battle going on at at Stalingrad and, and the German army was prevailing, and then all of a sudden they played dirge music and they announced that the the sixth army is lost the 6th mm-hmm. fucking army is lost almost a million german soldiers lost and they were like what in the fuck <laughs> just happened um and this is the same yeah. historical landscape of of all of that and so um so again and the reason i wanted to ask all these guys this is because that's what's in front of the russian army those cities and or you know you and again the only thing they'll be able to do is surround them and fuck with them. They they ain't going downtown on them. I can tell you. Or they might they might what do we used to call that thunder runs and shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah yeah. So they might they might decide to like fuck around, but you, you you gotta leave because if you don't leave, they will start smoking you in the head. Anybody who gets out of the vehicle is gonna get a gunshot wound to the head, and you can't have that. And uh, it becomes a very demoralizing fucking place. Um, when death is in the air constantly, and that's what's in front of the Russians. Like I said, they can surround them, they can fuck around with them, but they do not have the ass to go downtown.
1: Yeah, you remember about about a year was a year ago? Will Will was ta- we are in the what have you read section? Will was talking about the, the about the massacre, the killing of the Jews during the Second War, and the part about Kiev, the grandmother's pits, Bobby Yar. Where they shot thirty-three thousand Jews in, in like two days, and uh, that happened in, in uh, Kiev. And the only thing you say about Kharkov is the mass. This is, uh, you know, uh, besides the fighting, the 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 death that in those both those cities, Kharkov, another huge massacre. You know, mm-hmm. besides the fights that were and the fights that went there were determined, coming in for the Germans and going out for the Germans. You know? Well, let me tell you the, the so,
0: biggest the biggest tank battle of the war. Kursk, Uh, yeah, yeah. is is in the region. Is it is that Kursk? But Kursk and Kharkov are are just ginormous, you know. Battle, but again, in the summer, in the winter, you're going to be roadbound, right, with forests, and it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be just not the place you want to be in an armored vehicle. Um, You want to be on. Well, that's
1: the other thing. The the choice of time of the year for this. I mean, did he think that uh, maybe he thought. Putin, I'm talking about, thought that the, you know, the the Ukrainians would be, weather, as we call them, weather pussies. Sorry, mom. You know what I mean. But uh, you know that. Uh, yeah. But, but apparently they're not. You know. And you I hey, had to apologize about. And I you had, had to put on mute and apologize about the MFs.
0: You, hey, and you had done so well, Jeffrey. you had done. So
2: I still am. <laughs> it's all yeah. relative. It's because he's at his mom's house. That's why. It's relative to my normal. The
0: long. Life. I, the long arm of Mother Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the short arm, since she's close to him, right? Yeah. She doesn't need the long arm anymore. She could get her hands on him. Jeffrey? The, uh, the wooden <laughs> spoon. How fun. Yes. Right. I
1: don't think that's necessary.
0: All right. The, uh, we'll do this again tomorrow morning. Um, I, and obviously, you know, news is, is it changes very uh, quickly. I mean, you know, just the news rundown that Tim went through and then Jeff, I mean... That's a, that's a lot of historic stuff. And if the Swiss mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid the Swiss freeze Russian assets.
2: They wouldn't even freeze Hitler's assets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about it. We
1: got we got a we got a couple hundred hands brinkers. If there's dams with leaks in them, they're putting their fingers <laughs> in them. And while they're occupied with that, we got a, a half a we got a couple hundred William Tells from Switzerland shooting these guys their crossbows in the head. You can't beat it. I can see the picture of a guy with his finger in a, finger in a, a Russian. You know, getting, it's going to be great.
2: You know, as you, as, you, as you scroll through Twitter and you see the pictures of these protests in these various capitals, in Latvia, Berlin, et cetera, et cetera, they're massive. Yeah. They're massive. Yeah,
3: yeah I, and I would just the, – the one thing I'd say is traveling around for the last four or five days, being in various and sundry places where you run into normal Americans – not one person has brought this up that I've heard in any side conversation anywhere.
2: But a bunch so. of boring people! That's because they're boring. God damn! What the hell is wrong with you, Americans? This shit's interesting.
0: I agree. Well, I agree with with They're him. at the
2: track. Yeah, they're flying. They're yeah. in Florida, loving life. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they're not, they're just, if they're not watching the Olympics either, that's okay. I, that, yeah, would, but you know, I I
0: made though. this point to Will. Uh, he and I were talking earlier. They didn't give a shit what was going on in Iraq either. I mean, until it, yeah, that's, and, that's until true. it touched their community, then you saw the best of America come out. But you know, yeah. garden variety. You know, Ukraine Russia fight. What does that have to do with getting ready to put the boat in the water on the lake as soon as it? You know, we get it to thaw or that's or
3: well, bring it home. They got to the, go to the gas pump. Yeah, they got to go yeah. to the gas pump. They'll see it.
2: Well, but that's true. But I just I
3: just it's interesting. Contrast it with mass demonstrations in other places yeah one data point is not overly interesting you know it's not the biggest point of people's conversation in the places where i hang out so that may may say something more about me than anything else you know, no i don't think
0: i don't want to say that but i was i was well, <laughs> you know when lauren Lori- you know
3: uh, what? You
0: well, you, well, I would have said it, but you said it. And then I would I, I, I paint myself as a humble servant by saying I wasn't really going to say that when actually say, when actually I was going to.
1: I have to say this, though, about that. You know, that's true. All this stuff about Ukraine, you don't hear about it here. But Lori was driving from uh, San Clemente back to Vegas and she was on the, um, uh, the 15 going by Victorville and she ran into. The American Freedom Convoys. The guys were kind of like the uh, guys in Canada, yeah. And every overpass between there and Barstow was sh- was crowded with Americans cheering those guys on. You know, I got pictures of them. I sent you guys a couple of them, but uh, yeah, it's like that. They are that well, they are. I,
3: I would say keep your eye out. See if you see any Ukrainian flags sprout up in your neighborhood. That would be interesting data point for me.
1: Yeah. Well, I know in Frackville, Pennsylvania, they're all fine. Well, well, they've I, been hanging there for the last 80 years, though. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: right. I thought of that last night watching the news. Like, how do I get my hands on, on something that, that has the Ukrainian color? I don't care if it's a flag. I don't care if it's a dish towel oh, or colors, anything.
3: Too. So here's here's an indicator for you. We'll, when we get off the air, we'll go on Amazon and see if we can order one, see if they're in stock. That'll tell you something. <laughs> um i'll do that or i hear there's
1: t-shirts out t-shirts out that say i don't need a ride i need ammunition from what the president
2: said from what what the entrepreneurs
0: yeah let me okay the final final thing one time dana
1: perino said that and she never lies you know that
0: she doesn't she doesn't (laughs) um the um What are you looking, what are you most curious to to follow, watch in the next 24 hours? Till we talk again, it'll be less than 24 hours. But um, in in that interval, what are you you most interested to to watch, to see?
2: Uh,
3: For me, the most interesting thing is, is the president going to try and get ahead of the allies and lead? That would mean his political instincts are good. Because it seems the tide is turning that way. Get out in front and be the leader because uh, he's not been that yet.
0: You can get a, a Ukrainian flag and you can get it by Thursday, March 3rd on Amazon right now.
3: Thursday. So yeah. that means they're not in stock. No. no.
0: What the hell, man? What do they can do? Produce it and then send it to you in four days? Of course it's in
3: stock. It can't be in stock. If it was in stock, we'd get it here on Tuesday.
0: Okay, hold on. Let me just refine. Free shipping from Amazon. That will be my Amazon Prime. I Stand With Ukraine t shirt. Um, Let me see when I can. But that should be out. Um, Free delivery Saturday, March 5th. So that's a little bit longer. So that, so.
3: Yeah, I'm showing next week. They're out of stock. They Wednesday, had a run on them.
0: Wednesday, March 9th, you're right.
3: You're there right. you are, cranking up the Chinese factories as we speak <laughs> to make Ukrainian threat flags.
0: The Chinese slowing down their own factories. We don't need that. We're getting this thing. No,
3: they're cranking get, them up.
0: We're getting Putin jammed up our ass. What the <laughs> fuck? How could they <laughs> fuck this one up? I knew that guy was an idiot, and we should have never trusted him. Right. And then you got that one advisor that told him, that told G that. Don't trust him. This guy's a pinhead. My spidey sense is off. Right. My woo woo lady, she doesn't like him. I told you, stay away from this dude. And now we're fucked. We're going down with him. We guaranteed his shit. Now we're going to have to do the Texas two step to get the fuck away from him. Uh, Put on your dancing shoes, Mr. Chairman.
1: I mean, I mean, uh, Timmy pointed out those. Those tiny sharp needles of of uh, small detail accuracies pop the huge phony balloon of fake elation. You know, all the time, <laughs> everybody feels great about about and then little things. You know, little facts pop it. You know what I mean? There ain't, there's no. And Will's a fa- he's the most he's the most prolific producer of little needles of. Of uh, elation popping, uh, you know,
3: because uh, he's
1: oh yeah you want to get a flag? I can prove you they don't have. It. Matter of fact, they you know they don't.
3: They'll never have any flag. You know? It's it's interesting though that they're sold out. That means there's been a run on them, and you should yeah. see them in your neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. I tell you, like I said, Lori's Lori's family was from Frackville. Her mom's family up there in the mountains of the coal you know regions of uh, PA. I, I guarantee they're all like uh, they're glued to their sets now. They're out there, they're out there cleaning their their deer rifles up there in Pennsylvania, <laughs> getting ready for the you know the, to get their gun off on some Russians for sure.
0: Turkey will implement the Montreux Convention in the Turkish Straits, which was what you discussed. I think you know, uh, yeah, to mm-hmm. me, which is yeah. if they're in the Black Sea, they can stay there, but you will not transit to the Black Sea from from the Med. Right, that would be right. Right. Um, right. Tim, what are you looking for in the next? Uh, give me one thing you're looking for in the next twelve hours.
2: I, 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 My sense is that the that the Russians were kind of counting on taking Kiev. I, I'll be interested to see at, at what their progress is in the next twenty four hours and in taking that city. You know, from from the little bit you can divine from looking at stupid Twitter and whatnot, it appears like they're just shelling the shit out of it. Let's see how it stands. The, the, every day that that city stands is, a, is another nail in their coffin, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
0: All right, Jeff. What one thing you're interested in the next twelve hours?
1: Yeah, big push, uh, high kinetics in uh, in Kiev, in an effort to make uh, Zelensky flee or give up. Um, if he does, if he, he I don't think he's going to give up. If he does, then you know um, uh, Putin will call it a victory. If he runs away. He'll, he'll claim victory, you know, and and of course, if it, if it's untenable, he's going to shift his flag to another part of, uh, you know, uh, of uh, the Ukraine, you know. But uh, I think that's what you're going to see big time fight right there in in Ukraine, decisive fight. That uh, you know, if if the Russians succeed, you know, then maybe they'll be hardened enough to keep going. If they try and it doesn't work, you know, and then with all this, you know, I don't know how. Last thing it is, all this worldwide condemnation and, you know, uh, and posturing, like saying, we're going to do this and that to them, which they haven't, really, no one's really done anything yet, you know, but they're claiming they're going to, the Germans claim, yeah, we're going to send all this stuff. But uh, I think they're hoping that uh, the thing ends before they have to really make any kind of, you know, uh, move. And I think before that, there's got to be one more big fight, you know, one more, because all those generals that he's got uh, in there. They're like hanging on a, you know, on a, on a thin thread right now of uh, of career survival and maybe even physical survival by not succeeding for Putin. You know,
0: I'm 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 really curious to see if the Swiss follow through um, because I think that that precipitates events in Russia among people with a lot of money who have it in Switzerland and who now can't touch it. Um, and so I think that'll be I think that'll be very interesting if the Swiss, as as Tim rightly pointed out, they didn't do that to Hitler, right? <laughs> and, and the German hierarchy during World War Two. And so um, it will be uh, it will be an, an unprecedented statement. So anyway, all right, boys, thank you very much for for doing this. And uh, and just so everybody knows, uh, we'll do this again. Uh, and then uh, I'll fold Grant into. Uh, you'll hear Grant live tomorrow morning at about eight fifteen. Pacific time. And then, um, and then the Mensa brothers will, uh, will follow that. So we'll get, uh, we'll get Grant's thoughts on, 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 uh, and he's got a lot of them relative to Russia and Putin, uh, and the West. And, uh, Grant like me is a German hater. And again, not, obviously not the German people, but, you know, Angela Merkel has done more to destabilize the West and promote Russia than any politician on the planet. And, uh, and so uh, we'll see what Grant has to say. And then uh, these guys will join me again. So thank you very much, boys. Have a good one.
2: All right, Meg. Take care, bro. Yep.
0: Right. That'll do it on a Sunday edition of All Marine Radio, a special operations slash, maybe not so much intelligence, operations slash current events that over the course of this weekend have been historic so wanted you to wanted you to hear us and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow Grant Newsom will join me as I just said and uh, then the Mensa Brothers will join me Uh, we'll actually record that before Grant comes on but Grant will come online, and then I'll play them after you hear Grant so see what happens in the next 12 uh, to 18 hours on that note thanks for listening um Obviously, your thoughts. Uh, send those to live at allmarineradio.com. Be curious to read them, what you all think. Uh, I'm Mike McNamara of this is All Marine Radio. As I always say, if I can help you help somebody, um, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. It's what I do. And uh, I would tell you that, uh, say a prayer for the, uh, the Ukrainian military who's inspiring the nation, inspiring the world. And uh, God bless them, right? The odds they face are not good. And uh, yet, um, wow. Wow. So on that note, have a great Sunday if you're listening to this today. If not, have a great whenever. And I'm out.